Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We are less than 48 hours from kickoff. Florida State football is back after being off for 28 days. TJ Pittenger alongside Richie Barnes and Freddie Stevenson. How you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm good, man. I started by eating clean, TJ. I ain't going to lie to you, man. It's been a wild <laughs> few weeks, man. I'm packing on a few pounds, so I got to get back on it. That's why I've been at the gym so crazy. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Like you said, we, we might get a Florida State football game this weekend. We don't know. We think we will. But I'm still riding high off that game last night against Indiana. And my main man, Scotty Barnes, with the game winner with the 1.8 seconds left. I'm, I'm feeling good. The uh, Man, that felt like a game that Florida State would blow <laughs> early, and I would, like, regret it for the rest of the year. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, but when games come down and our buzzer beaters, you like them to go your way as opposed to the other team. So um, shout out to FSU Hoops team. They uh, they didn't – I mean, we talked about the game a little bit. They didn't look their sharpest, but their fight was there the entire game. Their effort and intensity was incredible all night. And the, the sharpness will come, you know. Uh, and shout out Harlan. Harlan put in the group chat, I wish that Scotty would start shooting more. And Scotty hit a massive three on the left wing. Yeah. To uh, was that to tie it up or to put us up, up at yeah, 65? Yeah. Um, and then hit the game winning shot with 1.80 seconds left. Um, somebody tweeted this, I don't remember who, but there's a Scotty and an MJ on this team, so it sounds like a sounds like a championship to me. Hey, so. it, it's the it's the best Scotty and MJ duo to ever take a basketball court in our lifetimes, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, so um. <laughs> As a resident Kobe Stan and LeBron <laughs> warrior over here, that sounds fine to me. So um, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee Street, 2550 North Monroe. Appreciate them and appreciate uh, their partnership. Also powered by the Big Three Rollup. If you go to bigthreerollup.com, you can find Double Fries No Slaw shirts. Hoodies are going live tomorrow morning and as well as- Right here. Rollup. Love it. Uh, merchandise. So, yeah, I just have my hoodie on. We took my daughter to this thing called Grinchmas um, at Sparkman Wharf here in Tampa, and it wasn't as cold as I thought. So I had to rip mine off and live with just the polo. I also knew that Richie would be wearing it. I didn't want to match him. So I'm I'm lucky when I get to wear this because my wife loves it. She says it's so comfortable, and she's always every time I get home, she's wearing it. I'm like, babe, that's mine. I, I need to wear it. But she's like, well, you need to get me one. I'm like, oh, hold on, let's let's get Freddie and TJ one first, and then uh, then uh, I'll get you one. Freddie's is in production and on the way, and you can get yours at BigThreeRollUp.com. Look for the Double Fries hoodies and T-shirts that are on there. Uh, Freddie, clean eating. Does that include this weekend? You're going to be clean eating up in that Champions Club when yeah, we're hanging man. out, or when we're horseside at that hoops game, or? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that mode right now. I'm disciplined, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a tough weekend for me, but I got to do it. It's a lot of temptation. I'm going to have to pass up, but I want for my birthday. I want to be, you know, Gucci Man had a, a nice transformation. I'm trying to kill Gucci Man. He said he had the best transformation <laughs> in 2020. So I'm going to have the best one in 2021. Um, Fre Freddie's going to be grabbing like the grilled chicken, scraping everything off of it, uh, cutting it up, eating it with a salad. Right. Grabbing a quesadilla and <laughs> opening it up and just taking out the insides. <laughs> I, uh, we do – have you guys ever heard of or done Whole30? It's heard of it, yeah. Paleo, right? Like nothing um, – no no sugars, no breads, no pastas, no rice. It's basically just whole meats, whole vegetables, whole fruits. No alcohol, right? 
no alcohol, and you could do like potatoes and stuff. So because they're so you can do vodka, natural. right? <laughs> Can't do vodka, unfortunately. So we do that every January, and so it's really tough for me to not um, just go crazy in December because I know that's coming. Like I know that that's only what are we on the tenth? That's twenty one days away. And I guess well, we start on the second because the first is kind of a crap show with the bulls and stuff. But anyway, so. Yeah, I'll eat for you this weekend, Freddie. No big deal. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, so Richie, I, I know that you're, I mean, you're the biggest, I mean, we're all pretty big basketball fans on here, but any other thoughts on the game from last night? Um, the team, I know we briefly spoke about it, but what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching it. It, it. it played out as you would expect. So Indiana had played four games coming in and they've been tested. They played uh, Stanford and Texas two you know, solid teams got blown out by one and beat another. And then Florida State's only played one game against UNF who, you know, they were outmatched. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna say they didn't belong in the same court, but there's a reason kids go to UNF and kids go to Florida State. Uh, thought Florida State played sloppy. They couldn't hit a free throw to save their life. And, um, you know, Tice Jackson Davis, that guy's a beast, man, for Indiana. He had 25 and 17 last night. And I saw a stat that they've only had four players go for 25 and I think 15 in the past 25 years. And he's got three of those games. So, you know, I, I can't be mad at, at Balsa Kopervich for, for not shutting him down. But I was really encouraged, man. MJ Walker showed he's going to be assertive. He, he wants to be the player that he's ready to be the man. And he played an outstanding game. Scotty Barnes, a little passive early on, but still his presence is felt throughout the entire game on both sides of the court. And obviously hit the huge game winner, the, you know, Euro step fade back off the backboard. Beautiful shot. I thought you got really good games out of Raycon Gray. I think that guy's going to be really good this year and may have an NBA career, which I never would have said last year. Um, but it's always nice when you play sloppy early in the season and still win. And that's what Florida State did. And I was very happy, very pleased. Um, really excited to hopefully put number seven in a row on, uh, you know, Leonard Hamilton's son, Mike White, and you up this weekend. Did, did y'all catch the game at all? I did watch it, Freddie. I don't know if – did you see it, Freddie? Did you watch it? Yeah, I was, I was watching. It was it was back and forth. had me kind of nervous at one point. I yeah. thought Indiana was going to be able to pull it out. But we fought, and then we ended up sneaking one out. It was – Good to see. I'm excited about Saturday, man. Just seeing that young yeah. team we're not having that much experience and we only played one game before then. Them pulling that out early in the year against a solid squad, that was major. Yeah, I was super nervous as well. When they came out in overtime, our offense had really struggled down the stretch there uh, in the final few minutes of regulation. But when we came out in overtime and were kind of struggling to score – uh, and we were down three. It just seemed like every possession was such a struggle. But shout out MJ Walker hitting a super clutch three pointer yeah. to tie it up um, from just the absolute parking lot. Uh, but drain that bad boy, nothing but net. And so Florida State uh, was able to go back and forth. It felt like the last five minutes in overtime, the game took four hours. I, I was, you know, I really should not get that stressed uh, watching a the second game of the year, you know, that, that really has no impact on the rest of the season, but I sure did. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be even more stressed on Saturday. Hope free throw shooting improves Saturday. I don't think you want to uh, play a rival and, and go below 50%. Well, and I know Ham, and I, I can tell you 
every player probably had to make at least 100 free throws before they left the gym today because he takes pride in free throw shooting. Uh, they were one of the best in the country when Andy Enfield was here as an assistant who then went to uh, Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast, and then USC. Um, he was kind of a specialist in that. And Ham definitely expects better than that. And we know, like Scotty Barnes, elite talent, probably a top five pick in the draft. He's not going to get above 60, 65% from the line this year, and that's fine. Um, what worries me about it a little bit is down the line in games, if we are in close ACC games, do they just – do a hack a shack and put them on the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many positives. So, so Florida state was out rebounded in regulation and then in overtime out rebounded Indiana nine to one. It was just amazing. I think they've now won 63 of their last 66 games in the Tucker center, even without a crowd last night or with a, you know, less than 3000 people there. Uh, and ham, he's built something special. And if you haven't, you know, jumped on. If you enjoy sports and watching Florida State, even if you don't think you like basketball, you, you're going to want to watch this Florida State team. I think they're going to be a lot of fun, especially, you know, come March, if we're lucky enough to to have those games. Um, Even, yeah, so I, Harlan just mentioned this, and so I want to, I want to make mention of it. Weston just said that we need Richie's basketball minutes. That's definitely coming Sunday. Hopefully it'll be a full Excited one. If not, we'll just pretend like Saturday didn't happen and talk about Scotty Barnes game winner. Uh, but that definitely is coming. Harlan also mentioned this. I one thing that drives me nuts about FSU basketball is not FSU basketball. It's the Twitter timeline during it, and it drives me nuts uh, that every like I just hate the idea of blaming the refs for like everything. Like you can say a ref made a bad call. They like were when, bad last night. When, like, when you I hate blame the ref guy. But I they, hate they were not it. Good. I they hate were not it. good. They were not good. So like night. when it's like a one-off call, you um like like Freddie's thing, right? Like those refs weren't bad all night. They just made a bad call at one time. Yeah. Right. Like it's a one-off thing, right? When they when they call the chop block. So last night they were just very, very bad both ways. Both and of ways, course, yeah. FSU fans would have, there would have been some FSU fans that blame the refs for the loss, but the refs weren't out there missing free throws for us. So all that said, Jay Billis was just like, I've never heard a, an announcer like question the refs so much. Usually they'll say like, oh, that was kind of a questionable call or, oh, that was, yeah. that one could have gone either way. He was just like, there was one time <laughs> where a call went against FSU and he goes, that's horrible. Good that was grief. the, yeah. That was the, when it was 60, I think it was 60, I forget the exact score, but Florida State was up by two. MJ Walker drives, converts what should have been an and one, and they called him for a travel. Called a travel that, that, yeah. that would have been the ball game. That's game there right a, there. There was another one that was a really bad um, block charge call where the guy was kind of yeah. still sliding his left, and, 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 and Jay Billis and whoever the other guy was announcing was just like, no, that's not even close. So anyway, hopefully there's some improvement it's early in the season for those guys too. Yeah. I will say they were pretty bad. And how, how weird is it hearing Jay Billis and, and his partner commentating the game from their homes? Cause they, they weren't at the Tucker center last night. They were at their houses um, obviously due to the pandemic, but man, it's, it's just weird. So they, they don't have access to the replays that they're normally used to, but yeah, I, I thought it was poorly officiated, but it wasn't anti FSU refs. It was just bad officiating in the second game of the season. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I think that a lot of these guys have done, or I don't know how much other sports you guys have watched um, that have, that have done this, but I, I noticed a big difference between uh, the announcing 
with it from home, it, it was a little bit delayed last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, and, and it was noticeably kind of bad, like awful. So when the Lightning were in the Stanley Cup, Doc Emmerich and those guys, they were doing the play-by-play from home, but it wasn't noticeable like that. And, and football really hasn't – well, I guess football is still there. So football is there live in person. But I don't know if – I don't know if that's something that's going to continue or if there's just like safety reasons that it has to be at home for, for basketball or if that's just like an easier way for those guys to travel because they basically do a game every other night or what. But it wasn't – it wasn't good. You know, like when, when Barnes hit the game winner, the shot had already gone it was in late. Yeah. And then you hear the guy saying he's going up, you know, and you're just like, I'm watching it. It's already gone through the hoop. Like, what are yeah. we well, doing my, here? So my guess is that's uh ESPN policy and not ACC because uh, the ACC allows in Florida state does it, you know, uh, at least one media person per outlet. And I've no doubt if they, if ESPN called and said, Hey, we have, you know, Jay Billis, he wants to call the game courtside. They would make that happen. So I, I'm assuming that's ESPN policy, which is understandable. You know, we are in a pandemic. We are seeing spikes. So I, I get it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They, they travel so much more than football because yeah. they, they don't make them sit at home for, for a lot of the football games, right? Like Kirk and those guys yeah. go to the games, right? When they call them, maybe I'm wrong on that. But the the difference doesn't seem to be as much, but I don't know that anybody came here to hear me and Rishi talk about the delay for the announcers, <laughs> but hopefully that improves. I'll tell you what will improve um, being at the game on Saturday. So I won't have to hear any delay. I'll probably in a crowd that small, I'll probably just be able to hear the beautiful pipes of Gene Deckerhoff um, screaming every time MJ Walker or uh, polite or anybody hits a three. So if you're around and if you have the ability I know the basketball game is tough to get into, but you should come hang out with Freddie and I at the Duke game this weekend. Bunch of ways you can get there. You can go uh, online and buy tickets. If you had a Clemson ticket and that game got canceled, you can come trade your ticket in and come hang out with us. Hit us up on Twitter, hit our DMs. We'll definitely come by and take a picture or say hi. I'm sure that you just want a picture with Freddie and that's fine, but hit us up. Like I said, if you had Clemson tickets, you can trade those in or you can just buy tickets. They're not that expensive. Come hang out with us this weekend. Um, also, if you had Clemson tickets and the, the game got postponed, you've got a couple of different options for how you can, what you can do with those. Uh, what would be really cool is we play Miami at home. Well, when we play them anytime, it's at home because Doak South is just our second home. But we play Miami in Tallahassee this year. If you still have your Clemson tickets and you haven't traded them in or anything, trade them in for that Miami game next year. I think it'd be really cool if we all got together, maybe did a big tailgate and hung out. So the Miami game is going to be the most expensive game on the schedule next year. It always is when they're the home or when they're on the home schedule. So maybe trade that Clemson ticket in for that. And then you've got that trip paid for and come hang out with us. Um, Duke this weekend. Are you guys excited for this game? Are you nervous about this game? What are you thinking, Richie, Freddie? Um, just to speak, um, speak on what you were just talking about, I think they ain't passing them over to next year, paying them for the next year. Why not come this weekend? This, I know we've been bad this year, but Duke's bad. If y'all want to see the nose come get a win, this is our this is our best chance we had all season. So if I, if I'm trying to go go out feeling good, having a great night, I'm coming Saturday. Experiencing this, these nose get a win against Florida, and then getting a win against Duke on the football field, I'm pulling up. I, we haven't seen the nose have much success. I think we'll be able to have some success on Duke on Saturday. 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Like, and I'm I don't know if I'm just numb or what it is, but even if our next two weeks we had to play, you know, Alabama and Clemson, I'd be excited because I I love waking up knowing I get to watch Florida State football, even if I know we're getting blown out. But I'm more excited for Duke because guys, we should win this game. And I'm I'm gonna pick us to win this at the end of the podcast. Um, they're bad, man. And you hear all these stories about Florida State uh, from their coaches, players, Jordan Travis, Dillingham, Norvell. They all said we've had great past you know week and a half of practice. Well, yeah, man. If I turn on game film of Duke, I'm gonna get excited too because that's a team you should beat. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to watch the basketball game mostly. But I'm also, I'll probably take a power nap. Uh, y'all are going to be in Tallahassee. You won't have that luxury. You're probably going to have to stop at like Madso or Guthrie's or something in between games. But then I'm going to watch Florida State and Duke. And then uh, actually at halftime of the game, I got to go to my wife's Christmas party at Top Golf here and I'll watch the end of the game there. But I'm, I'm excited to see Florida State football because 10 days ago, we didn't know if we'd have any more games. And now we get another game and I'm, I'm pumped. And it, it doesn't matter how bad we are. I'm always going to be excited when I wake up on a Saturday and can watch Florida State football. What are you expecting out of Florida State after this long of a layoff? Freddie, the only thing I can kind of compare it to is like the bowl layoff, right? Like you you play your last game. So I'm trying to think of a year that it would have been applicable because the other ones were like championships. But I guess 2015, right? Like our last game was against Florida right after, yeah, right after uh, Thanksgiving Houston, and then yeah. – we didn't play Houston until the 31st. So you had a month layoff. Well, it's not the same scenario, right, with a bowl, um, but it's kind of the similar amount of time that's been off. So, like, how hard is it to refocus when you've been gone that long? You had a holiday in there. You had, co- obviously, COVID and stuff in there as well. So, like, what are your thoughts around that? How hard is it going to be for the team to kind of put it back together? It's, it's tough just with all the, the moving pieces with – with everything that's been taking place this season with the whole COVID deal, guys out there now, um, just the injuries, um, we haven't really been able to find a rhythm on either side of the ball, offensive line, when it seemed like they were having success and then a few injuries happened and now your rhythm's completely thrown off and they've been, they struggled the last time, last few times we've seen them. And then defense, they just, it's just been hard finding guys that can be consistent on the defensive side of the ball. we got a few guys that have stood out. But now you got Asante, he's not there anymore. So we, we take that into account on Saturday. How how much of an impact is that going to make? And then we get Jordan Travis back. That's that's one plus we get this game. We get Jordan Travis back, a dynamic offensive player, and I think he'll bring energy on Saturday. But that rhythm, I think we may start off a little bit slow, but I don't think with Duke, the team Duke is, I think we'll be able to bounce back a little later and then separate ourselves from it. Yeah, and I think the – um you know, the Florida state released their jet chart on Monday, 14 of our 22 starters on offense or defense are either freshmen or sophomores. Right. So that, that's, that's really tough to try and overcome. Um, but to try and give some positivity to the future, you know, we go back to that. I think it was the 2011 champs bowl against Notre Dame when we started five freshmen on the offensive line. And then those five freshmen were all juniors and seniors in 2013 when we won the national title. Uh, so you, you got to get beat up a little bit to to learn and build and move for the future. So I'm excited. I, I think it'll be closer than it probably should be, but it won't be because of talent. It's going to be because of experience. And, and I do think uh, 
you know, if you can pull this win off, you know, Wake Forest is going to be really tough. They're, they're a really good offense. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited just to, cause we're seeing the future right now. So to, for, for the fans, I would say, just don't look at these next two games as, you know, one week vacuums, look at them as what can we build upon this for the future? Cause I think there, there's a chance to have some hope moving forward. Duke and Florida state, just from a statistical perspective are very, very similar teams. Um, they're both pretty bad on offense and pretty bad on defense. Uh, Florida state and Duke, both score within two points a game of each other. They both give up 36 points a game. Florida State uh, gets about 381 yards a game. Duke gets 378, so within three there. And the defensive numbers are, again, very similar as well. Florida State's a five-point favorite in this game. Um, ESPN, we've talked about this all year. ESPN's not been very high on FSU lately. Gives Florida State a two-thirds chance to win this, a 66% chance to win this. You, you play – twice and you're going to or three times you're going to win two of them i think that jordan travis is the x factor if he can stay healthy we can do just enough to um uh, to make enough plays and score enough to to get by them i don't think we end up blowing them out i think that their offense probably does some some good things too chase bryce is um got 2,000 yards passing. I mean, Travis leads our team with 864. We've not been great in the secondary. So, I, you know, I think it'll be a battle, but I think it'll be a game that if Florida State can keep Travis healthy and minimize mistakes, that Florida State will and, and can find a way to win. Um, do you guys have anything else before we get into some over-unders and then a score prediction on this one? No, nah, I mean, I, I think we have to mention – Florida State, I got a trivia question for you and Freddie, actually, TJ. Um, only two teams in the ACC have never lost to Duke, Florida State, and do you know who the other team is? Oh, are they in our division? Yes. NC State? So uh, the the team has not uh, so, been in our division very long. So I was going to say I was going to say Louisville due to that. Yeah. So it's it's Louisville, but Florida State is twenty and zero against Duke. Louisville is just two and zero against Duke. So they get an asterisk. So this is one of those streaks, man. We see in the the winning season streak and the bull streak, and I don't want to see this end because you look at our rivals to the south and they lose to Duke on the reg. Florida State's never lost to them. So that's why that's what's so important to me. Cause again, the outcome of the game, as far as it relates to the future of the program, pretty irrelevant. But to be able to say you've still never lost to a team in your conference that you've been in for 27 years, that's a big deal. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I think we should win. I think we will win. I'll get to my prediction later. But yeah, man, it's, you know, Clemson, Miami. Um, North Carolina, Louisville, they've all lost, or not Louisville, excuse me, but all those others have all lost to Duke. Florida State has not. I'd love to keep that streak alive. I'm with it. What are our over-unders for tonight, Richie? All right. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done this in a month. So. <laughs> Let's so, read. Yeah. What were the last ones? Who was nice. it again? Oh, there was no last ones. The game got canceled. There's not been a last one. The last yeah. one we had was what the NC state over-unders, which uh, TJ went five for five, Freddie went four for five and I went one for five, not going to go, <laughs> but this week, um, 
I'm interested to see. So let's start with Jordan Travis total yards. So uh, we're, we're going to go by the college rules. So if he gets sacked, he loses those yards, but he gets all credit for rushing and passing yards. 275.5 TJ. what you say? 275.5. So he needs about 200 yards passing. Um, Man, I hope we go over. I'll take the over. I'm not very confident there, but I, I'm going with my heart, not my head. What do you think, Freddie? Yeah, I think I think he'll get over. I think he'll have opportunity to move the ball a bit against it. All right. Next one, Florida State, 155.5 rushing yards. Man, with Nola Damian Webb, I'm, I'm really hesitant. But Duke's defense is just bad. They have a really good defensive end who – I think he's one of the leaders in the country in uh, pressures on passing downs, but rush defense, not great. I think they go over. I really like Toa Philly. Um, Jordan Travis, if he stays healthy the whole game, I'm, I'm going to go with the over. What about you, Freddie? Yeah, I think um, Jordan Travis plays a big role in that part. I think we get he gets about 60 yards out of it, and the rest of our bags just wear him down as the game goes LT9, and then you got Corbin Hill wear him down yes, to get his touches. So. I think we'll get it hit it. TJ, you you on board with us? Over as well, yeah. All right, let's let's try and get some disparity here. Um, this might be a bit aggressive. Florida State defense three and outs, four and a half for the whole game. Under. Freddie. Four and a half. I'm taking over. I got a one. Yeah, let's go. All right. I, I think I'm gonna take the over as well, just because Duke. I think they lead the FBS in turnovers. So if you get a turnover in those first three plays of a drive, that counts. So I'm, I'm going to take that. So uh, the next two, I'm getting away from football, man. We got a big basketball game Saturday. So I, I got, and I'll start with Freddie on this one. Scotty Barnes, five points, five rebounds, five assists. He has to over on all of them. What do you think? Over. All right. TJ, what do you say? I think he hits over on two and, and does none of the third. So I'll take under. I, I think he's over. I think, man, he he's going to be a – he's going to get a couple triple-doubles this year. It may not be this weekend, but he'll hit the 5-5-5. Five, five, five. And the last one – and we'll get score predictions for this as well because why not? Um, I have Florida State at 75.5 points versus UF. I'm going over. Uh, what about you, Freddie? Is it 75.5? Yep. I think I picked them right at 75, so I'll take under. Under? All right, TJ. Uh, I like the under as well. All right. And and that'll do it for this week, Uh, the over-unders. And uh, just for the season totals, we haven't played a game in 28 days. But uh, TJ is at 32, Freddie's at 30, and I'm at 26. So I went straight overs on all five this week. So I'm, I'm hoping I can hit those and make it respectable and have a chance to at least get close next week. You should be winning. This as the guy that sets them every week. Like you're, you would you're think the, so, right? You're you the bookie, so, but you are the bookie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it ain't working out. I, so I know I can never be a bookie because clearly this, uh, this experience not worked out for me. What about your score predictions for hoops and football? Yeah, man. So I'll start it off. I'll start with hoops. You know, Leonard Hamilton does not lose to Michael White. It just doesn't happen. Um, it's always a possibility. So I'm not, I don't want to get clipped and be that guy, but 
I have Florida State. I think I had a 77 to 69. There's not a line yet. They typically release the spread the, the day of the game or the night before pretty late. Um, but I expect the line to be right around six, seven points. And I think Florida State covers it. Uh, and for football? 28-17. I think Florida State covers that as well. So I have Florida State double cover. I will probably log in to my uh, offshore betting account and parlay this one pretty heavily just because I feel good about both games. Seems like it's, a bad idea, bro. It's, it, and it's not so much <laughs> about Florida State as it is about the other team, uh, especially in regards to Florida State and Duke. Man, that is but a great always, way as to... always, bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can lose. You know, yada yada. When uh, we're not, hey, we're not, we're not. Let's do what you got to do, you degenerates. <laughs> uh, as I take another drink of whiskey. Um, the bro, Freddie, I was so confident in y'all covering that ten points against Oregon, and in the first half, like we were right there. Second, I put like three hundred dollars on that, which not much money now, but like. I mean, when I was 23, 24, that was a lot of money. Yeah, 23, that was a lot of it's money. More than I right? bet just, most games, TJ, Mr. Big Flex over here. Bro, I had made money all year because they just kept covering the spread at the last minute. Like, they covered against Miami. They, I got When we were down by, like, 10 against Miami, I put a bunch on us to come back and win it, like, on the money line and stuff. So, like, I had made money all year. And I was like, oh, to put it, you know, put a big old chunk on it on if it's your game. So, anyway, I'm just telling you, it's bad. Don't bet on your teams. It's bad news. Just bet on Florida to beat LSU or something. <laughs> Um, Freddie scores of the two games. I'm gonna take us against U of 75 to 67. Then against Duke, I'll take us 27 to 22 to win both. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. I'll make, I'll make it a clean, clean sweep of clean sweeps. Uh, I like Florida State football <laughs> to win 31 24. So covering the spread there, but I think it's close the whole game. And then I like hoops to win something like 71 to 62. So um, not quite into double digits, but comfortably enough to where I only have to sweat for the first 30 minutes of the 40 minute game. Um, so what do we have next? We have, oh, our picks for the week. Richie, you're you in those? charge this week. Oh, I have this. I'm in charge of this. You're right. So, so just uh, for the listeners' purposes, CBS erroneously decided not to do picks this week. So I went to the pick the games that we're allowed to pick. Um, you know, of the host on the show, I I won the season. We're just gonna throw that out there, but we're gonna keep. There were some games. missing weeks and some extra games. Yeah, well, if if you had picked them every week, you you wouldn't be at a disadvantage. The, the results of this. <laughs> are disputed official sources claim that the results of this are disputed all right donald what's next (laughs) uh we got a bunch of games this week um well some of them got canceled so i guess i am taking some of them out uga is a 13 point favorite against missouri on the road at missouri i like uga to cover here yeah i'll take uga as well i'd like i like them to cover in this game um Give me Mizzou. I think UGA, they're, you know, that their goal was a playoff. That's not a possibility. I, I think they're ready to hang it up. Um, Mizzou wants to fight. So I, I Georgia wins, Mizzou covers. Um, UF is a 23 and a half point favorite against LSU. Um, UF had a pretty brutal backdoor cover, beat them last yeah. week against the spread. <laughs> yeah. Um, they really dominated that game. It wasn't even close. 
Uh, I think that UF's going to score more than 31 this week, like they did against Tennessee. I think Tennessee just kind of took the air out of the ball. But uh, what do you guys think about this UF 23 and a half point spread? I'm, I'm taking UF. Uh, LSU had just self-imposed the bull ban. That says they know they've been doing some shady stuff and they're trying to get ahead of the NCAA. And they're, as far as I'm concerned, quitting on the season. I, I think Florida wins this by 35 or more. Yeah, I, I just don't think LSU has enough to hold up with the firepower that UF has. And I think Mullen's going to go out there and try to prove a point against him this week, so it's going to be ugly. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin is a pick em this week. What do you like? I like Iowa for the upset. Give me uh, Wisconsin. I'm going to shout out Big Cat on PNT. Wisconsin wins. Uh, I like Iowa as well. Um, we all take Florida State minus five yep. uh, against Duke. And the last one that I have today is Miami minus three and a half against UNC. Freddie, what's it at? Yeah, I'm going to take Miami, man. I just, UNC doesn't play any lick of defense. And Miami will make a few more stops than UNC and be able to pull the way late, I feel like. I'm I'm taking North Carolina, and I'm probably taking a money line. Um, Mac Brown's a much better coach than Manny Diaz. The p- rosters aren't that different. You know, Miami's got the overall better roster. I I just see this as a weird game. Like, I thought Miami would be favored for like seven and a half or something. I saw a three. I'm taking North Carolina and I think they beat them outright. So I don't know if I'm confident enough to take them to truly win outright, but I do like the value in a North Carolina plus three and a half. I think this game is just going to be an absolute shootout. Um, and so it's kind of to me, the the last team wins and, and it could get fluky where, you know, Miami scores a, a touchdown late to like go back up by three after Carolina was up four, something like that. So I, I like that half point. If it was, if it was Miami minus two and a half, I think I'd go um, Miami or maybe even Miami minus three, but I, I really think it could just be a three point game. So I like that North Carolina has that little protection in it. I like North Carolina to cover there. Um, so that's all the games we got. So they don't really count for anything, but we did picks anyway. It's like a fake college game. Basically. Um <laughs> We've talked about this a couple of times. I want to talk about this, and then we'll get into a couple other things. And then um, we've got Trey Rollins drive through coming up. We are waiting on something with that. But a couple other things, and then we'll get out of here. One is we've talked about this a ton, but appreciate the groundswell of support that we've had for the Seminole Boosters. We still are getting tagged in tweets every day yeah. with people going and signing up. It is never a bad time. It is never too late if you have not gone up and signed up to be a Seminole Booster, you can go do that now. You can do that when you're listening to this. You can call them, and you can sign up to be a Seminole Booster um, for $70 a year, $5 a month. And really, they make it about as affordable as possible. To do that, you can go to boosters.fsu.edu. You can also call them at 850-644-3484 to sign up. We've had really, really good conversations with them. Appreciate having Michael Alford on, who seems like he's been doing the 
uh, car wash. Remember when ESPN used to do the car wash of all the, the coaches? Seems like he's been doing the car wash of the FSU pods. Just glad he was on ours first, and we kind of started that trend. But uh, glad that he's been getting the word out. Glad that the support has continued to swell. And hopefully we can get a chance to meet some of those folks while we're up in Tallahassee. TJ, TJ real quick. So for the listeners, we, we're considering having a guest tonight. We didn't feel like we didn't need one because we had enough information. But uh, we were reaching out to Cam Akers. And we didn't realize he was playing today. And his first run from scrimmage goes for 35 yards against New England today. He's now up to three carries for 41 yards. And they are very close to New England's red zone. So shout out Cam Akers, former Noel, man. He's he's really come on these past two weeks. Yeah, I was messaging. I was messaging him. I'm like, hold on. Let me check and see what my fantasy team is looking like. And then I see him <laughs> Cooper Cup. I'm like, hold on, they, the rounds play tonight. I guess we can't come on tonight. But yeah, man, shout out Cam. The past the past few weeks, he's just been balling, man. And yeah, it's great to see him. like for like finally getting in that rhythm, everything is clicking for him. And that his role is just opening up in the office. So he's doing the things that we've seen him do his whole career at Florida State. It's great to see. Yeah, he he's turned into a true RB1, and I love it, man. Yeah, that that kid. You know, committed to a team that had just won the Orange Bowl with you, Freddie. Uh, we all know what he went through in college, but glad to see him having success in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, which yeah, I'm all I'm all team Cam, and and hopefully the Rams can get this win because I'm I'm really cool with the Patriots losing as well. <laughs> Richie said he wanted the Patriots to go to the playoffs, and I was just like, man, as a Bucks fan, do you really want to see the Patriots win more playoff games than than the Bucks do? Like with Tom Brady, because, like, they'll get somebody terrible on that side, right? Like, they'll get the Dolphins. And yeah, but the Bucks might get the Giants. <laughs> you don't know. Might get. That's kind of the interesting <laughs> thing. That's what I want to talk about. How – who are – so, like, if the playoffs were to end today, and there's a lot more that can happen with this, the Bucks need to pick up a win this weekend against the um, – Vikings, right? against the Vikings, which I think they will. The Vikings have been yeah. kind of hot lately. If they I mean, don't... Dalvin's going for 200, but they should still win. See, the Bucs usually stop the run fairly well, and that's kind of what the confidence that I have in them winning this weekend is because I don't think they'll be able to pass on us. And teams that have had success have been able to throw the ball on Tampa. If the playoffs were to end today, though, we'd play the Rams first round. And so I, I wouldn't like that at all because we just were absolutely atrocious against them, and any team with any kind of pass rush is, is pretty detrimental. But... Who are your – like, give me your AFC and NFC championship teams, like, right now. Like, who's who are your top two in each side? So, with, if Drew Brees comes back, I have the Saints and the Chiefs. And, and the Chiefs are non-negotiable, heavy favorite well, to win the two, Super Bowl. Two on both sides. Oh, on both sides. So, I, I think you go with the Chiefs and Steelers in the AFC. Um, I think the Steelers are frauds, but the whole AFC is not great as a whole. And then I, I think it's an NFC South battle. I, I think it's the Saints and the Bucks. You know, I, I think the Bucks can beat the Seahawks or the Packers. They, they blew out the Packers earlier this year. I don't know if we'll get to the NFC championship game, but, but if I had to force rank them right now, yeah, I mean, it's Chiefs Steelers and uh, Saints Bucks. Freddie, are you going to be a little less yeah. of a homer on this one? Yeah, for the AFC, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, of course. They're the top dog right now in the Steelers. But on the NFC, I say Saints. The Saints and – That's tough on that side. I agree, Fred. The Saints and the Packers, I'll go with. 
Packers, I think they're they're rolling in. It's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I like this. I like the Chiefs for sure. I don't know that I like the Steelers, but I, I just don't know. Um, I don't know oh, who they're the best team. They are fraudulent for sure. Cleveland looks really good. Yeah, like they do. They I, really do. I, I'm not about to pick Cleveland on this and show. I, and um, TJ, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins somehow found a way into the AFC title game against the Chiefs if they don't play them before then, because the Dolphins yeah, are solid. Sure. They're not a they're not a championship team, but they're solid. And I'm not a fan of them, but I'm, I've been impressed with what they've done. I have to see them beat some pretty good teams. Like they're they're beating kind of bottom feeders at this point, you know. Um you know, beat up on the Bengals and stuff like that just isn't, you know, I, I don't know that I would have the confidence in them to beat yeah. like the For Titans sure. or Browns. The Bills look impressive. The Bills look really, really good. I was going to say the Bills. Tell, tell you the Bills and Steelers play this week, uh, if I remember correctly. So maybe the Bills are my second team. So maybe like Chiefs, Bills on that side. And then on the NFC, yeah, like you have to like the Saints. Their defense is so good that they, oh, they're winning games with the tight end. disrespectful the way their defense plays sometimes. <laughs> And and as much as it pains me to to have had this happen that for Jameis not to be playing, Taysom Hill is playing fairly well. Now you know the Saints' offense is fantastic, and that's why I wanted Jameis to play because I thought that anybody could just get in there and be great. Um, but on that side, I like the Saints, and I think I like the Rams. I, I think the Packers go way too hot and cold at times, and and they'll falter in the playoffs. I don't like the Giants. I think the Seahawks' defense isn't good enough. But I think the Rams could really make a run at it. If we have to, if the Bucks have to play the Rams, I don't see us beating the Rams. The perfect scenario for the Bucks is to get the five seed and play the Giants. Which, you know, if the, if Seattle and the Rams keep winning, it, it's going to be harder to get that five seed. But if you play the Giants first round, you know, it's a much easier road. Although it wasn't very easy when we played the Giants earlier this year. But it's going to be a much easier road than having to go to Green Bay or to Seattle or something like that. And, and to be so, fair, that was that was Antonio Brown's first game. The the offense completely changes when you bring him in, and bringing him in in the middle of the season, I like the move, but it does change how you prepare your offense. So I I fully understand that, and you know, again, I I told you guys before the show, I'm off. The Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl bandwagon. They 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 probably won't even get there. But it wouldn't surprise me if they had a couple upsets in the playoffs and somehow got there. But I don't see anybody beating Patrick Mahomes the next few years. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, that was Antonio Brown's first game, but I'm, I don't know that I'm giving the Bucks a pass for that because they've looked terrible like since then. Like they haven't been the same team since that game. They were bad that game, and then they were bad against the Rams, and they were bad against the Chiefs. So it's kind of been like a – Okay, now you get to play three bad teams or four bad teams. I mean, they lost by the Chiefs by three, and the Chiefs are twenty-one and one in their last twenty-two games. I mean, if you're proud of the garbage time touchdowns that got the Bucks back into a game that they were getting blown out of, and that's the moral victory, then that's fine. But I don't call it garbage time when you have a chance to get a stop and go for a game-winning drive. It's not like it was forty-two to twenty and they scored. I mean, I I know you love being a Bucks hater. Because of your love for Jameis, but but if you're but, proud of, if you're proud of losses, if you're proud of losses at this point, and and you're proud of the way that we've played against the Giants, and you're proud of getting absolutely demolished by the oh Rams, the Giants was an embarrassment, and you're, and you're proud of the fact that we were down what twenty one to nothing, twenty one to three or something against the Chiefs, 
and the Chiefs looked like they let their foot off the gas and we came back. If that's the way, you know, if that's what we're proud of. Fr- Freddie was you know? Freddie was down twenty eight to six to Ole Miss, and they came back and won. Like, don't give but me the Bucks this didn't come nonsense back and win. about a about didn't, a slow start. The Bucks didn't come back and win. They, yeah, they had a ch- if their defense could get a stop, they would have won the game. Well, I hope that when the Bucks lose in the first round of the playoffs this year, that's the memory you hold on to. Is that like, hey, at least they got close and had a chance. No, TJ, you are ridiculous, sir. You that, are ridiculous. That was not. We had a, you, you wrote had a these good, jokes down before we even got on this podcast today. That I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I know yes, you did. You're the one who told us beforehand. Hey, we're going to talk about the NFL too. I said that when we found out we weren't getting Cam on. Like I didn't know we weren't getting Cam. Um, I hate you, TJ. I hate you. <laughs> the Bucks Chiefs game was just like it was terrible. It was. I'm glad I sold my, I'll say this. I'm glad I sold my tickets for that game. Yeah. Like we had a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns that made it look closer. It was, but like never had the ball without it. You know, like the lowest win percentage that it ever got for the chiefs in the second half was like 83% according to ESPN. (laughs) Like there was never a realistic chance that we were going to win. So you lose by three. There's a realistic chance you could win a game. I mean, at least we covered the spread, right? Like, I'm sure that makes you happy too. Like, that's it. Like, you can I didn't that. bet on the. I don't bet on bucks. Put that. I do not bet on bucks games. You put. You can put that up on a banner. Cover the spread against the Chiefs. <laughs> Had a chance to win if we would have gotten a stop. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah. So no, I don't have the Bucks getting there. We'll see if they look better against three, four horrible teams that they're going to play down the stretch. Um. I do know that Jameis Winston is going to be the NFC South champion this year. And so that's all I have to say about that. Um, I'm going to have to put out Trey's drive through on another platform. It's not coming through um, the, the way we typically send it. I don't know exactly what's uh, the issue. Maybe we'll just fire Trey or something. Um, so anyway, so it's not working out. Hold on, he just texted me. Um, so we'll put that out on, on YouTube for everybody later. Actually, I might be able to like loop it back into the actual podcast. People just won't see it live. I can send Harlan the audio for it. Um, so other than that, did we miss anything? Do you guys have anything else before uh, Richie cusses me out on here? Because his team is inadequate. Um, before we get out of here, it's your team too. <laughs> no, man, I, man, I think we hit on everything. I'm like I said, I'm excited. Like, I know we're two and six, but you only get to watch Florida State football in a non-pandemic year twelve times a year, guaranteed, right? So uh, hopefully thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen in a really good year. The fact that we get to watch Florida State football in December, I think that should excite all Florida State fans. And if we win the game, it's that much better. And it's so much better that you have Florida State UF basketball in the morning start. You can wake up at 10 a.m., get your cup of coffee, stay in bed and watch Florida Florida, or Florida, Florida State basketball, and then uh, take a nap, and then watch the Florida State versus Duke football game. I think it's a great weekend for Florida State fans, and I, I'm really excited for it. Um, I think we win both games. If we lost both, it would not surprise me. <laughs> But uh, I'm excited, man. It's I, I love watching the Garnet and Gold on TV, and I nothing will ever make that change. What about you, Freddie, man? 
Yeah, I'm I'm the same, man. Like I believe this garden and gold, man. Even though the season hasn't been what we wanted it to be, just every week I find a way to find some type of motivation, get myself hyped up every morning for the game. I just love watching them play. So this week we come in with opportunity, a game we should win. So coming yeah. in as a as a fan with all the ups and downs. I would much rather beat Duke than lose a dude. We could say always do, but I would much rather beat them. So I don't care how bad they are. A win is a win, and it's a Florida State win we haven't experienced yes, in a while. So I would love to experience that and then experience our nose do the thing on the basketball court. Watch Scotty Barnes in action, man. Like that, you can't beat that. You can't beat what, that, man. What a great last name, by the way. Scotty Barnes, man. I love it. I it was a cousin. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's look, my he's, he's my brother. Like. He's my brother from another mother, man. You know, I, I cannot confirm we are related, but I cannot deny it either. Um, I want to give a shout out tonight, and I, I didn't tell you guys either about this, but I have something coming for both of you guys. It's being shipped out on Monday. Um, you guys probably see him interacting with the big three roll up accounts. He also helps the stadium and Gale guys out. But have you guys seen the Spencer's Jerk and Jerky? that oh yeah oh yeah comes out so harlan yeah don't don't worry about that just put it in the in the recording after um he is sending both of you guys some beef jerky freddie there are keto options so it's just it's just can you eat beef can you eat beef? <laughs> yeah, I, can, I, can, I can eat beef jerky i'm gonna tie uh, that up all right there we go um so he is sending you guys some beef jerky hooked us up with it and we're going to review it. So I mean, I've had it. It's good. So like, don't, I mean, I'm not really nervous for him, but I've had it. It's good. Um, it's Spencer's jerk and jerky. He's got five different flavors, a bunch of different stuff you can get into. Um, you gave me an idea, TJ. He, he marinates all of it, hand right. marinates it, goes to, goes to the butcher to get it all. So check him out. I'm excited to get, I won't tell you guys what flavors you got coming, but well, I well, let's see if you guys can pick. So he's got, Original Old Bay Habanero bar- Bourbon, Mandarin Jalapeno, and Lemon Pepper. Do you know, guess what kind I ordered for you guys? Habanero Bourbon. Probably the, probably the jalapenos. Mm, I can't find the, uh, I can't find the text that I sent to him, so I can't remember, really remember. But, um, yeah, sorry, I can't remember what it was. But it was one of them. It was one Great of them. Great radio so. team. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. That, that was just my way to get all five of his flavors in. So check him out, Spencer's Jerk and Jerky. Um, and we'll review his product once uh, once we all get it. So uh, you guys have any shootout, any shout outs? Uh, no. I, I, two shows in a row, I have no shout outs. I guess I'll shout out my wife. She has to uh, plan her works Christmas party every year. And that's the reason I cannot go to Tallahassee this weekend, which I would love to, to see the Florida, Florida state basketball game and the, um, you know, Florida state versus Duke game. But we're, we, we have her company uh, Christmas party at top golf. So I'm excited about that. Cause I, I get to flex on myself. I'm, I'm not a great golfer, but I'm much better than anybody that she works with. So at, at least I have that going for me. You're much better than me too. Like I'll give you some props. You're not very good at um, talking about your NFL teams, but you're much better golfer than me. So I'll give you that. Uh, Freddie, you got any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh, no, no shout outs for me on um, the Lemieux company. We will be back at yeah. you. Um, let me keep my, let me not knock on wood. 
everything goes well, we'll be back at you on Sunday, man. And then we'll have everything aired out on Monday for the extra sauce segment. I know it's been a while, but we appreciate you guys for making this happen. And yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, and Wilson's been a great partner. You know, he he sponsored us with the Rollcast. Um, now with us, he's just a diehard Noel. So if you need any video work done, seriously, like reach out to Wilson Lemieux with on the Lemieux company because they they do phenomenal work. Like I actually watched some of their videos, and I was shocked. Like I'm like, damn, this is really good, really professional. Um, they sponsored Freddie's segment. Definitely check them out. Appreciate Wilson. Appreciate them partnering with us. Sorry that the season didn't go as long as we thought, but at least we got a couple of games left. And then we sponsored, had a couple of shows that that featured them at the Lemieux.company. Um, we actually were able to figure out Trey Rollins drive through. So <laughs> we are going to play that for you guys that are watching live and then watch the video later. Before we do that, I'm going to let Freddie pick the song this week. Freddie, what do you got for us? It's Christmas. I think we did. I forgot what song we did last week, but this week I got "Let It Snow" by Boys to Men. There you go. Uh, Fr- Freddie, Freddie's gonna be uh, going to bed with the lady tonight and uh, playing the tunes. Yeah, the little one can stay out the way. <laughs> All right, Trey Rollins drive through and then let it snow. Hey everybody, and we're back with another edition of Trey Rollins Drive Through on the Double Fries No Slaw Podcast. And like Trey Rollins Drive Through, looks like the Florida State Seminoles are back on the field on Saturday. Possibly, because it's 2020. Who the hell knows? Listen, I didn't think you guys were going to see my beautiful face or hear my sexy voice again. I thought the season was over. Florida State thought the season was over, but no. Florida State is back, much like a lunch at Taco Bell. The 2020 season, you think you're done with it the first time, but it does come back with a vengeance later to wreak havoc on your butthole, just like the 2020 season. Listen, the Virginia and Clemson games did not get played. Ultimately get replaced by Duke and Wake Forest. (laughs) Sounds good to me. I'll take it. So, who are our opponents this week? They are the 2-8 and eight Duke Blue Devils and their droopy-faced Looney Tunes dog of a head coach, David Cutcliffe. They got two wins on the season. Charlotte and Syracuse. Lost to everybody else. Just coming off a 48-0 loss to Miami where they had like 170 yards offense. Pretty disgusting. So, it's a great matchup for Florida State then. I'll take it. Uh, it's weird. They're almost like bizarro, like mirror images of each other. They have a bad defense. We have a bad defense. They have an inconsistent offense. We have an inconsistent offense. They suck a large bag of ass. We suck a large bag of ass. Listen, it's kind of like the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Twins, except in this case, both teams are Danny DeVito. So what's going to happen here? when the limp wiener of FSU 
Rams up against the formless, loose vagina of the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, my prediction for the game, much like that graphic scenario I just relayed out, it's going to be uh, just an ugly, sloppy mess that's not going to be enjoyable for both parties. Uh, there's really nobody to watch out for on the Duke team, much like there's very little to watch out for against Florida State. I guess if I did have to pick somebody, it would be Chris Rumpf, their defensive lineman. He's got eight sacks on the year, which is pretty legit. Three of those came against Charlotte, and two of them came against Syracuse, I believe. So he's been feasting, doing a little nom-noms on the, uh, on the week competition. However, the kid is good. Duke's defensive line is aggressive. Their linebackers are trash, which... We can relate. Um, so there's that. They'll spread you out on offense. Got to watch out for the short passing game. Chase Bryce, their quarterback, is a uh, transfer from Clemson. He's eight, but even eight guys look pretty good against us. So we'll see. We'll see if Duke is going to spread us out and attack the middle. Listen, I think the key for Florida State to win is you got to establish the running game. Got to take advantage of those piss-poor linebackers from Duke whether that's with Jordan Travis on the option, whether that's with RPO. Cam McDonald would be nice. I know he's going to get his uh, his commiserate catch on the first series of the game and then disappear. Let's try to keep him as a factor for the entire game. Listen, I'm thinking of the sloppy, terrible sex fest that I just outlined. I'm thinking Florida State's going to win like 27-24, keep the streak alive against Duke because um, – I don't know. Just that'd be nice. Let's like we can't have nice things in 2020. I'm predicting a nice thing. Whatever. Screw you. I don't care. Um, oh, recruiting and recruiting moves. Uh, we won one, and then we lost one. 2020. Am I right? Rolling down. It's Christmas holiday.
Jesus. No. 